All right, let's talk to Blue Jackets broadcaster, analyst, ambassador, Fox Sports Ohio, good guy, tough guy, handsome guy. Jody, how are you? I'm great, guys. Thank you. Got to be excited with camp opening up uh, yesterday. What is your role going to be for this uh, new version of the playoffs here? Well, right now we're streaming uh, digitally. Uh, everything that's going on down there in Nationwide Arena during practice, so I'll, I'll help on that. Uh, but once everything starts and they move to Toronto, uh, Jeff and I, uh, John Luke, Brian Giesenstraw, Dave Metzold, will be at Nationwide Arena uh, broadcasting there on a world feed, which means we won't have any control of replays, uh, which, you know, we do our own show with our own cameras usually. There'll be one feed for all the teams. Uh, we'll be putting our uh, our home broadcast on that feed, uh, and um, we'll be doing it from Nationwide Arena. Uh, apparently, uh, one option might be off of the big screen there uh, for us to look at and watch and analyze the game. Now, have they told you about, hey, is there going to be someone in your ear, or you mentioned you're not control the replay. Are there going to re- be replays, or are you just kind of flying by the seat of your pants? I think you know I've never done a torch, so I think they just they just spit it out, and then you catch what's going on uh, on that play and verbalize it. So I think they just throw it at you, just kind of fly by the seat of your pants. Sure, I, I can't see how uh, on a live moment on a replay there'd be any warning because my producer wouldn't get it before I would get it. You know what I mean? Unless yeah, I got they you. Have a package, you might have a package set up to say scoring chances by the Maple Leafs or scoring chances by the Blue Jackets coming up in the break, after the break. Maybe they'll show me, and then we'll hit it out of a break. Yeah, because Sounds golf, like this radio show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Nick Faldo, when he does the golf, he's down at the Golf Channel headquarters in Orlando. And there's kind of a delay, but he's calling the action, the live action, but from a distant city. So you can do it. It'll work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy. Yeah, I I, uh, I wouldn't have known that unless they put that up. I mean, they, they started the broadcast. They saw that by showing who was on site, who was down in Florida. Uh, so yeah, I found that interesting. I thought he did a good job. Right, right. Yeah. Hey, you know, I I guess with the advantage, you you kind of you're in an unprecedented spot in this sport, and you're kind of looking for advantages. I think a big advantage is having a coach like John Tortorella, an old school guy who makes guys work in practice. I think that's a and a guy who's been there, done that. I think having a guy like Torts is a huge advantage for the Blue Jackets. I agree. Yeah, I think there's a simplicity to this. Um, I mean, no one knows what to think, how to approach things how they feel uh, walking into the rink yesterday. He had a meeting yesterday, and, and the players uh, were speaking too. And, and, and I love the, what, what came out of that meeting. What we heard was, you know, if you didn't opt out not to be here, which you had the option to do uh, yesterday, the players had the option yesterday to not be participate in this tournament for any reason, no questions asked. No one opted out. You're in, you're in. So don't be half in. Don't be 90% in. Uh, and John Twitterall is really good at presenting the simple focus. Not, don't worry about the noise. Don't worry about the opposition. Worry about yourself and each other. And, and you're right. He is He's a perfect leader for this mm-hmm. situation, not only from his experience, but how he approaches on a day-to-day basis. You know where you stand. 
you got to earn it, and then it's a very hard and tough brand of hockey to play, but these guys understand how to do it. You yeah, know, yeah. You, you know, I want to do, you know, kind of go on torts here because, you know, I did the coach's show with Hitch, and one thing with Hitch, great coach, but he had a hard time relating with the young players, and you saw that in Edmonton where it didn't work out. With torts, you have young players on paper. You could look at and say, this is a bottom five team coming into the season on paper. I am pretty surprised uh, that he has not only related with the young guys, but they have thrived under him. You're talking about a guy, an old school guy, who has changed the way he's done things and really connected with the new age player. I think everyone has had to adapt. I don't care what business they're in. If you haven't adapted, you're, you're out of your business. And Torres has realized that. He now has experience. I would not say anything near about a five, bottom five team. I look at this team. Well, on paper, team. you know, they don't have the star. Well, they don't have the game breaker, but they've got guys that have been together for a long time. I see. I can see what you're saying. Uh, but you know what? I think that he is – the, the moment he got here, he changed the culture. The moment he got here, he get a game, made a game plan. He's got players and, like, really good people down there at Nationwide Arena, led by Nick Bellino, Zach Lawrence. These guys are great people. Uh, that just care about hockey and their team. So they follow what he says. They do have conflicts at times, but you, you need to have conflicts. He likes that. But you're right. He's also very good at turning over and getting young players in there just to kind of shake things up. So Liam Foody, 19-year-old kid, played major junior last year, which is amateur hockey. Never dreamt he would be on the NHL ice. He got an opportunity to play a couple games this season with the injuries. Now he's in the number one squad for the for the playoff uh, game one. He started in the, uh, playing with the game team yesterday. So, I mean, there's a lot of veterans on the practice team that aren't in that number one practice uh, session, and he's in there already. That's Torch realizing this kid can bring speed, but also, you know, that youth. Yeah. Exactly what you talked about, Torch. And Jody identifies that how that guy can fit in the lineup. You mentioned seeing the practice yesterday. Now they practice all the time in an empty stadium, playing a game up in Toronto in an empty stadium. Boy, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be weird. It yeah, is going to be really weird. Really weird. I mean, I, you know, I've watched sports and I've watched a lot, like we all have, reflected on big moments in the past, or there was basketball, football, hockey. I mean, when you you get chills through the TV when you hear the atmosphere and, and, and you see the players getting driven at the end, at the end or the beginning of games. And, you know, it, it's something they're going to have to get used to. Now, now when the puck's on the ice and you're playing, you're, you're just working. But when you stop, those moments where the play is stopped or you make a big play and it's dead silent and you can hear everything the other team is saying, it's really going to be really strange. Yeah, to kind of follow up on that, Jody, people, players, and you know firsthand, you can feed off your environment. I mean, we saw it against the Tampa series. So how important is it for, like, the Blue Jackets, for a Nick Felino, and for the guys in that room when they're on the bench, the leaders on that team to kind of either change momentum or get momentum going or a big check to try to get guys – you know what I'm saying? It's It's got to yep. come from somewhere. So how important is the leadership of the team on the ice to try to get guys going? Yeah, I think that has already started. I, so I think that that point is the biggest one is leadership. You know, these guys have got to stay focused. You can imagine over the next – Let's say even the first four weeks, mentally you might get fatigued. You want to see your family. Uh, you know, do we really want to do this? Is it worth it to push through this? Leadership, Nick Foligno and his group, 
they started doing Zoom calls a long time ago throughout this whole thing, talking about the commitment it's going to take, how hard it's going to be. So keeping them focused and then having them all on the same page for this one goal, I think he's really done a good job at that. And then, of course, on the bench, you're right. You've got to keep guys fired up and positive through this. A lot of times the fans bring the ovations and get your – Get you over the hump in some of those moments because you know sometimes there's a grind throughout the game too. Uh, but you're right; it's the coaching staff and the leadership that can really, really help to focus and push these guys and help each other. That's what that's really what they got to do. Is it you know, gonna... team? Team is one thing when you have your fans behind you, but when you don't have them there in the building, you've got to realize and take that to the next level as a group. Will it be tougher, Jody, for the goalies to knock off the rust after such? A long, uh, you know, time off as opposed to the other position players, or do you think? You know, they, yeah, I don't know. I right. tending to be fascinating. They, they say they'll need two weeks. Um, these guys are, are so competitive. Uh, yesterday they look they look great. Mm-hmm. They probably faced a couple hundred shots each. They look exhausted, but I don't know. I mean, it's going to be the biggest factor. It's going to be you know you need that timely save. Last year in Game One, Bobrovsky made. After the Blue Jackets were down 3 nothing, he made three unbelievable saves to keep it at three, and that allowed his team to come back. And you think about that factor. As long as he's sharp and ready for those key moments, uh, that's really going to help in this first play-in series. That's going to be the key factor. Jordy, let me throw something at you, and if you're a casual Blue Jacket fan, just keep this in mind here. I don't know what the lines were at the end of practice, so you switched them up, but I read online, Texier, uh, Dubois and Borkstrand, that's a line that can roll your top line. That could be your top line, Jody, for the next five years. Yeah, or longer. Yeah. I mean, those kids are like 21 years old, so, you know, put a decade on them, whatever. I mean, and I love that line. Those guys are three great friends. They've become really good friends, uh, so I like the dynamic. I think Texier is going to be the breakout player this, uh, this sequence. I know Borkstrand was the hottest player going into the, the pause. Uh, Dubois is going to be a star, but Texier is a guy that can drive the engine. I really like that. So, yeah, great point on you. That could be a line that's together for a decade. Hey, what's the accommodations? We kind of know what the – I can't believe the NBA players are complaining about food. But uh, what's the accommodation <laughs> for NHL uh, players? What's the setup? Are they allowed to leave? What's the food situation? What's going on there in Toronto? Uh, I'm sure the food situation will be just fine for these guys. You know, there's always a Sunday bar, uh, so that's probably the first thing on the list. Um, but you know what? It's going to be in Toronto. They've got a 45-acre campus downtown. There's two hotels. They're four-star hotels. Uh, they're going to have uh, tennis courts, pickleball courts. There's going to be uh, a restaurant in one of the restaurant in one of the hotels. Uh, they're not going to be able to leave only on team excursions. So practice, maybe uh, out to a golf course uh, if a group wants to sign up for that. But very limited as to what they can do outside the bubble. Um, and, yeah, they're not allowed to leave. They're, they're, once they're in, they're in. There's going to be security. There's going to be big penalties if, if players leave, fines, uh, fines to organizations, draft picks lost. It's a major impact. So nobody's allowed to leave. Uh, these guys are all in on this. It's going to be a big mental test. Uh, but it sounds like it's going to be a fantastic setup right on the, the shore there. Uh, in Toronto. And we're looking at game one, what, August the first, I think, or first, second? Second. 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 Okay. Yeah. Hey, Sunday the second. The It'll start the first. You're going to see games starting at 12 every two hours uh, through 8 o'clock at night because the West is going to be staggered. They're two hours behind us in Edmonton. So 12, 2, 4, 6, Wow. Eight. 
Uh, you're going to see six games a day. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of hockey for the first 14 days. <laughs> hey, Jody, real quick, last one for you. How I, I like what baseball's doing where they have a player pool of 60 players that they can go to in, someone, in case someone gets the virus. What is NHL plan? Do they have, like, a player pool of 10, 15 guys in case someone gets sick? You can carry 31 players. Okay. And that's it. After that, you're done. You can carry as many goalies as you want, but 31 total. Uh, and after that, you're on your own. That's it. They've, they've locked it down inside the bubble. They're going to travel with that many. Uh, so a little practice for a taxi squad will travel with them, but that's it. All right, Jody, we're looking forward to it. Thank you for your time, man. We'll uh, talk uh, when the second round begins. All right, anytime, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Jody. Work. My pleasure. All right, bye-bye.